Even as a Christian woman, it is likely that at some point, maybe even today, you're going to have a hard body image day. And if you're sitting here thinking like, gosh, Brittany, I wish you would just be more positive on this episode. Well, you know what? I'm positive that you're going to have even, maybe it's not a whole day, but at least moments where your body image is feeling a little less than stellar. That's why in today's episode, I'm walking you through three specific tangible strategies that you can use and implement when you are having a hard body image day so that instead of spending your time spiraling or sitting in front of the mirror or body checking, you have some go-to strategies that you can use to help you combat those negative body image thoughts and behaviors. So stick around with me for episode 62 of the Joyful Eater podcast, where we're talking about three things to do when you're having a hard body image day. Welcome to the Joy-Filled Eater Podcast, the show that helps you cultivate a joy-filled relationship with food, your body, and Jesus. My name is Brittany Braswell, and I'm a Christ-centered registered dietitian and eating disorder recovery coach on a mission to help you break free from the bondage of food guilt and body shame so that you can start fueling your physical, mental, and spiritual health all from a place of joy. We'll be spilling the tea on all things diet culture, even in the church. Think of this as your weekly dose of nutrition and body image real talk mixed with biblical encouragement from your Southern bestie. If you love Jesus, are sick of having negative body image, and wish food didn't feel so complicated, then welcome, friend. This show is for you. So grab your coffee, get comfy, and prepare to be challenged. This is the Joyful Eater Podcast. Body image improvement is not the easiest thing for most people to do. And that's because we can find triggers for negative body image just about anywhere we turn. And so my hope as we get ready to walk through the next several minutes together is that you will walk away from this episode with three simple tools that you can implement on your hardest body image days. Now, unfortunately, something that I see happen a lot is that for so many women, they allow a negative body image moment or even a whole day to really keep them from intentionally caring for themselves physically, mentally, and spiritually. And what usually happens because of that is there's usually a huge decline in how we feel that day, not just about our bodies, but overall. And so I want to help you understand today that the answer is not to focus more on body positivity. Okay. I, I have done so many trainings on this about how improving body image does not mean you have to be body positive. If that's something you want to hear more about, shoot me a DM when you hear this episode and let me know. Um, and that's something that we can go into in greater detail. But for today, I'll simply say that body positivity or focusing on that is a very me-centered approach that is more often than not just going to come back and make you even more focused on your body, more on your body image, and it's not typically going to improve it. So instead of body positivity, let's focus on three legitimate things that you can start doing anytime you're having a hard body image day. Number one. This might sound a little bit simplistic, but I'm going to break it down for you more tangibly. So hear me out. Number one, take it to God through prayer, meditation, and his word. And when I say meditation, no, I'm not talking about Eastern meditating practices. What I'm talking about 
is we are to chew on God's word. We are to spend time in his presence. And so the way that I like to do this and something that I find really effective, especially if you are maybe a mom and you don't have a lot of time, maybe you have a busy schedule, maybe you are constantly on a commute in the car. Maybe you're listening to this while you're commuting to work or home from work. I like to use what's called the 555 method. Okay. This essentially is five minutes in worship, which usually equates, depending on what you're listening to, to one or two worship songs, followed by five minutes in the word, followed by five minutes in prayer. This is a really simple and tangible strategy to help you focus on something other than yourself or your body and really focus on the one who created you. Okay, so it might be helpful to have a worship playlist put together that you know encourages you on those hard days. That's something that you can do ahead of time to be prepared for this. Go to Spotify, go to YouTube, go to whatever um app you listen to, or maybe you have a favorite worship CD, you can pop in the car. Then five minutes in the word. Now, if you are driving, I know this can feel tricky because we don't want to be fumbling with our phones or trying to read while we drive. That is not what I'm encouraging. However, the Bible app has some incredible um, means of getting the word in, both through devotionals and through just having it read scripture aloud to you. I especially love this. Sometimes I will listen to scripture read to me through the Bible app while I'm getting ready in the morning or when I just have a few minutes in the car to myself. So that's something, again, that you can prepare for ahead of time. Put the Bible app on the first screen on your phone so that when you open it, it is right there, easy to access. And you can literally open it up, find a chapter or you can search a topic that you want to hear about and there is a play button at the bottom and it will read the Bible to you. Okay. Five minutes in the word. You can do this on a bathroom break and then followed by five minutes in prayer. Prayer does not have to be anything fancy. Okay. It is literally a conversation with the Lord, but something I want to remind you of is that a conversation involves two people. Oh, <laughs> did that catch anybody like it did me the first time I heard it? Prayer is not a one-way conversation. It's we The Lord absolutely wants to hear from us, but part of what often makes us feel like we're not understanding or hearing back from the Lord is that we don't take that quiet time to intentionally seek to hear back from Him. Okay, so spend five minutes in prayer, but maybe take three or four of those minutes to talk to Him and then take a minute or two to listen and ask the Lord what He wants to speak back to you. Okay, the other thing that you can do in this first step or strategy of going to the Lord in prayer and worship um, is to ask him to help you focus more on him and less on yourself or your body. Now, I'm not saying that we need to ignore our bodies altogether. The goal is not to just think about our bodies less and less and less until we're not thinking about them at all. Okay, we want to be intentional and have body awareness. But that is so that when our body is trying to communicate something to us, we can recognize it, we can respond to it quickly and efficiently, and then move on with our day. Okay, but it's really, really easy to get wrapped up in thinking about ourselves or our body. And the more you're thinking about your body, even if you are trying to give yourself, quote unquote, body positive affirmations, even neutral affirmations, the more you're going to continue thinking about your body. Isaiah 26, three says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Y'all, I don't know about you, but when I think about 
Jesus, when I think about God and I, I hear that title, the Prince of Peace, there is something so incredibly powerful about this verse when he's saying, you keep, you keep this person in perfect peace, the person whose mind is stayed or fixed on you. And this person that they're talking about, their mind is on the Lord because they trust in him. So maybe you need to start by asking yourself the question, do I really trust in the Lord? Is there something keeping me from fully relying on him? I used to have one of those bracelets in, I don't know, elementary or middle school with the acronym F-R-O-G on it. (laughs) They were usually bright green to look like a frog, and it stands for fully rely on God. And it might sound silly or it might sound cheesy, or you may be giggling as you listen to this because you are also one of those people who, like me, would wear five or six of those, you know, frog or WWJD bracelets. But I love that acronym because it, it again, it, it, I think it really embodies this verse on the Lord is going to bring us peace when we keep our mind on him. It doesn't say when we think positively about ourselves or when we work to serve other people or when we try to stay busy doing mission work. Okay. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusted you. So spend some time focusing on the Lord today. Something that uh, a book recommendation that I will give you that could potentially be really helpful for you in this regard um, is from the late Dr. Timothy Keller, and it's called The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. This is a really short read. It's very quick. I think I even heard somebody read it on audiobook on a podcast somewhere like they did. Um, they like they read it all in the course of one or two podcasts. It's it's very short, very digestible. Um, and if you struggle to really keep your mind focused on the Lord, um, that could be a really great resource for you. Okay. So that was the first thing to do when you're having a hard body image day, going back to the Lord in prayer, meditation, and his word. Number two, put your scale away and don't spend your day in front of a mirror or reflective surfaces even. Okay. I want you to ask yourself, when is the last time that I got off the scale and I thought, wow, my day just got so much better. I'm so much more uplifted. Probably never, right? Whether or not you loved the the number that you saw or whether you didn't, the scale, I haven't heard anyone ever tell me, the scale helps me just like feel my most confident is the best part of my day. Okay, put it away. It can literally only measure your relationship to gravity, okay? And even this, oh, let me let me break this down a little bit. You may have heard this, but let me get a little bit nerdy because when I say it's measuring your relationship to gravity, this is actually talking about force, not mass, okay? Mass is what we typically think of when we're looking at like how much space does something take up. Force is totally different, okay? And it has nothing to do with how good your body is, okay? There is a law in physics, it's Newton's third law, and it states that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. And so literally the scale is only able to measure the downward force that you exert on it, while at the same time, it has, it's got to exert this opposite force, essentially to keep you from falling through it. I don't know if you have ever thought about that. Yes, the scale is solid. Yes, we are solid. It's not like we're liquids or gases that intermix, but we exert a downward force on the scale. The scale exerts an opposite force up on us. 
And so the force, or the number that is reflected on the scale, would be very different if you stood on it in a pool, or maybe on top of a mountain, um, if you are in space. And it would even fluctuate if you're simply standing on it on your bathroom floor and you started flailing your arms around. Think about that. Your mass never changes as your arms are moving up and down and all over the place, but the force that you're exerting on that scale does. So if the number on the scale screen is only reflecting force, and if that force is relative, depending on your location, your positioning, what makes you believe that it should mean something more when you're still just standing on top of it on your bathroom floor? Okay, the scale does not have to have power over you and it does not have to dictate the way you think about yourself or the actions that you take during the day. You've got to continue to take care of yourself, which brings me to point number three. The third thing I want you to really focus on doing when you're having a hard body image day is you've got to fuel your body regardless of how you feel about it. Your feelings do not change your nutritional and physiological needs. Okay, that might sound harsh. It might be blunt, but I need you to hear me, friend, because I care about you and your feelings can lie to you. It's not to say they don't matter. It's not to say they're not valid because they are, but regardless of what they are, they don't change your body's needs. You need energy in order to be able to take your thoughts captive. Have you ever thought about that? Maybe you have heard that the key to improving your body image or your relationship with food is to just think differently and to take your thoughts captive. And I am not saying that's not true, but what I am saying is you can't do that on an empty stomach. More specifically, you can't do that when your brain is depleted of the nutrients that it needs in order to function properly. Carbohydrates fuel your brain and they help it function at a high level. Without adequate carbohydrate and energy intake, those cells or neurons in your brain are going to start firing more slowly, which means it's going to be even more and more difficult to change your thoughts when you're struggling to not think negatively about yourself or your body. This is one thing I personally cannot stand about diets that promote low carb because carbohydrates are what your brain is designed to fuel off of. And so if you've ever been on a low carb diet and you have had a lot of mood fluctuations or you have a hard time thinking, maybe you get brain fog, that is one of the reasons why. Okay, it is very dangerous. There are very few situations that that would even be something I would ever, ever consider, even in like a medically monitored setting, prescribing for somebody. Okay, there's a lot of risk associated with that. And so if you if you are having a negative body image day, you've got to fuel your body regardless of how you feel about it. Because the other part of this is that when you restrict, whether you're restricting your total intake, whether it's a specific food group, whatever it might be, it's going to set you up for a rebound binge. I'm not saying this is going to happen every single time, but more often than not, the more we restrict something, the more of a shiny factor it gets. Think about what day of the week do you typically most want to eat at Chick-fil-A? For me, it's on Sunday, right? Because it's like that kid that you say, hey, don't do this or don't poke your sister or don't whatever. Maybe they weren't even thinking about it. And now that's what they're thinking about, 
right? I want Chick-fil-A on Sunday because I know I can't have it because they're closed. And I respect them for that. I'm not asking them (laughs) to open it up. But I am saying when something is restricted, whether it's intentional or unintentional, it's going to set us up for that rebound bench. Meaning when we have the opportunity or when we finally give ourselves permission to have that thing again that we're so afraid is going to leave us feeling out of control, it's very likely going to resort in some type of binging or overeating. So that's another subject. Um, You can actually go back and listen to episodes one and three. Um, If that is something you struggle with, just feeling out of control around food. Episode one, I went into an entire teaching on what gluttony actually is and reasons why, like what's the difference in gluttony versus binge eating. Um, So go back and check that out. You can also look at, I get a lot of questions about fasting, um, individually and corporately, you know, like with the church. That is something I go into in episode three, where we talk about diet culture in the church. You guys can find, you can listen to those. You can also head to my website at brittanybraswellrd.com slash blog, and you can find the blogs that are where, where we kind of expanded the show notes and went into additional detail on those two subjects. So just to give you a quick recap of this shorty episode, number one thing to do when you are having a hard body image day, go to the Lord in prayer through his word and meditating on the word. Number two, put your scale away and don't spend your day in front of the mirror. And number three, fuel your body regardless of how you feel about it. If you would love some additional support or some education when it comes to how to handle hard body image days, I would love for you to join me in one of two places. Number one, if you are just looking for a little bit of community and to connect with some other women who are also on their food freedom journey, I'd love to invite you to join me inside our free Facebook community, Food Freedom and Body Image Support for Christian Women. And when you hop in there, let me know which one of these three strategies you are going to intentionally implement on your next body, on your next hard body image day, even if that's today. And then share this episode with a friend who you know struggles with body image that could use a little encouragement. And also, if you are not yet a part of our new um, exclusive membership community, the Joy-Filled Food Freedom Society, I would love to invite you to join us there. You can find the links to both of these resources in the show notes. Our community, um, our membership community is where I provide monthly coaching, where you get access to all of the Joy-Filled Eater course content. You can connect with women to get in a smaller accountability pod um, for additional support and accountability throughout the week. There's like 24-7 opportunity for Q&A. We have guest experts that come in. It is the place to be if you are looking for community, education, support, and accountability on your journey to Christ-centered food freedom and better body image. Thank you again so much, friends, for joining me for episode 62 of the podcast. And as always, until next week, may you be filled with joy and abound in hope. Do you feel encouraged or inspired to take your next steps toward food and body freedom after listening to today's episode? If so, would you take 30 seconds to leave the show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts? It's the absolute best way to support the show and share what you're loving about it so that we can continue to spread the word and serve you with even more incredible topics and special guests. 
If you want even more free support on your food freedom and body image journey, then make sure you get on our VIP list right now. As a VIP insider, you'll get bonus podcast content from me every Tuesday to help you press forward on your food freedom journey. And you'll have the opportunity to submit requests for the topics and guests you want to hear from on the show. To get on that list right now, just head to brittanybraswellrd.com slash VIP or find the link in today's show notes. And lastly, if you're tired of trying to Google your way to better body image or food freedom, I have something for you. We have a course suite that can help you take your next steps. So whether you're looking for a Christ-centered approach to overcoming disordered eating, wanting to improve your body image without all the worldly affirmations and self-esteem mess, or you just need a little guidance to boost the nutritional value of your meals and snacks at home, I've got you covered, friend. Head to brittanybraswellrd.com DIY to check out our signature courses and find the one that best fits what you need right now. Thanks again for spending your time with me today. I'll see you next time on the Joyful Eater Podcast.